Satnam and welcome, welcome, welcome. So one of the biggest <clears throat> illusions, or I would say hindrance in our healing journey is believing that it's someone else's fault for how we feel. Or in essence, allowing someone else to take our peace away. And notice how I said, believing and allowing. The truth is that many times, especially on our healing journey, we believe that it's something outside of us that is impacting how we feel inside. So today on the Sovereign Woman podcast, we're going to be talking about the truth as to why people tend to come after you and attack you and how to stop giving away our power to those around us. Welcome, 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 beautiful goddesses, <clears throat> Satnam, and welcome to the Sovereign Woman Movement podcast, where we believe all women can holistically heal body, mind, and spirit with my SWC method of Kundalini Yoga and A Course in Miracles Spiritual Psychotherapy. Also, we can break ancestral karmic cycles in our lineage and we claim our sovereignty in all areas of our life. Welcome, beautiful goddesses. Happy, happy Monday to all of you. We are getting ready to welcome a very powerful new moon in April, which also brings with it a very, very powerful month. This is the last week. I was like saying this out loud to uh, the beautiful goddesses of my community as well this morning in Sadnam, <clears throat> which is our daily meditation practice. Some people ask me, what does Sadnam mean? Sadnam means I would say your daily spiritual practice. That's exactly what it means. But it's this effort you make for yourself and so that you can learn to respond with life in all sovereignty. But I was just uh, referring to how this week is the last week of March. And then we have a brand new month, which brings like so much opportunity for manifestation, for expansion. Yet we do have to kind of overcome this like first week, second, I would say first and second week of April, because it's going to feel pretty intense. Uh, one of the things that's happening this week, particularly with the new moon, is that one of the uh, planetary influences that's making a big impact on how we feel in during this new moon is the asteroid known as, known as Chiron, the Wounded Healer. And Chiron, the Wounded Healer, has been doing a lot of reassessing and and, and allowing us, and we don't have to see this as a punishment, although most people will see it that way, allowing us to look at some of these really deep inner child wounds and perhaps even ancestral karmic patterns that we've been carrying for many, many lifetimes. It was retrograde last year for a long time in 2021, which held us in this kind of like space of not being able to run away from these like deeply incarnated or imprinted uh, traumas or wounds. And particularly this new moon, what it does is the way it's aligning the energy or the things that you were working through back in June and July of 2021, they're being brought back. Because remember, the healing journey is not cyclical. It doesn't, it's not, there's no calendar. It's, it's actually it's in a way where we are allowed to review and revisit things. And if you have a different level of consciousness, then you'll see 
those things in a different light. But if you continue to not change your pattern of thinking, thoughts, and feelings, then of course, this will feel very, very heavy and intense. And it'll feel like we are, you are being punished because these really deeply rooted traumas are surfacing and they're surfacing again, because we have the tools in this new age of consciousness to learn to heal them and to transcend them and to finally respond to them in a way where we work through wisdom and not through fear or rejection, which is usually what we do, especially with these really engraved traumatic imprints of trauma that we carry in our DNA. And the reason that I bring this up today, and then on Wednesday, when I go live, I'll, I'll share with you a little bit more about this energy and also April in general. So, cause there's a big, big opportunity on April 12th for manifestation, this transit that's happening with uh, Jupiter Neptune and Pisces, which only happens every 165 years is like, this is where we really need to tune in and, and uh, use these tools like meditation and mantra for manifestation, because like, this is a month where your wildest dreams can and should be coming true. But we'll talk more about that on Wednesday. The reason I wanted to bring up Chiron this week is because today I want to work through and answer one of the most probably common questions I get on the healing journey. Because remember, my approach to healing is holistic, body, mind, and spirit. And ultimately, healing only happens at the level of the mind. If we do not address the mind, the healing cannot come fully circle because illness, mental instabilities, physical instabilities all stem from there. So we have to address the mind. And the most common question that I get from women especially if they're on their healing journey is how do I deal with this person that I deem as the problem for my mental instability? How do I deal with the world and with people that attack me or that trigger me or that do things to me when I wasn't doing anything to them maybe, or I just, feel that I don't deserve it because I don't treat people this way. And that's where we get so stuck because what starts to happen is it's, and I, and I totally get it. It's very easy to get into the victim story. Very easy, especially if you were attacked and you really feel that you didn't provoke it. Right. Like, relationships. You know, I, I was just commenting to someone the other day that the most successful relationships, long-term relationships are those that can forgive quickly because that's what, re that's why relationships are the highest form of yoga. If you don't know how to forgive quickly yourself and that relationship, no relationship is going to work because those are the strongest because they're brave and the communication styles and they're able to face themselves but they're also the strongest because if you really understood that in order to defeat your enemy you have to prey on your enemy then you would understand what relationships are really about but there's a little bit beyond the subject and so in relationships it's the most common I'm just using as an example and in romantic relationships you see this a lot right like you know I I'm physically ill because of what my significant other did to me. 
and this could happen also in a dynamic of, of your mother, right? My mom did this to me as I was growing up and that's why I have trauma or that's why I have anxiety or all of these different things. And when people hear the word victim, they instantly get triggered or, or victim mentality, excuse me, they instantly get triggered because then that shifts the responsibility back to you. And that's hard to do if you're still in the trauma and if you still haven't really uh, become aware of what the real problem is, okay? So many people that are working through healing have a attacker or they have someone in mind that in essence is stealing their peace and is stealing their ability to feel whole and complete themselves. And this is where I find so much opportunity for healing. Because if you could really understand, first of all, how this happens and how this works and how we even align with these types of individuals, number one. And then number two, learn how to truly be what we're going to talk about today, which is emotionally intelligent, which by the way, ladies, it doesn't just affect your personal life. It affects your business. The most successful people in this world have emotional intelligence, meaning they don't take things personal. And a lot of it goes back to the things that we're going to talk about today that must be addressed because it's not just our romantic relationships or how we feel we were attacked by our parents or our family member. It's in our businesses. It's you standing in line at the grocery store in pain. It happens everywhere. And ultimately, what we have to understand is that the outer world is a reflection of what's going on within. So let's get to it. I'm going to share with you three very important factors to understand in order for you to not give your power away to someone who has attacked you. And so that also you become so emotional, intelligent, that you truly are sovereign, meaning you're a strong rooted tree not a flimsy plant that any storm can come and topple down. Sovereignty is rooted, knowing who we are, and any storm, like a sequoia, can pass through us and a sequoia tree is not faced. That's what sovereignty really is. And we have to heal body, mind, and spirit to do that. So the first thing we have to understand, if there are repeated patterns of attack, or if you feel like you've been attacked, or right now you're processing something like that, we have to really understand ourselves, okay? The reason, and this is for someone who, I'm not, this is not someone, we'll get into the children part, and why this happens to perhaps a child versus someone like us as adults, right? We, again, I'm going to repeat this again, we attract into this life experience whatever our vibration is, thoughts, feelings, emotions. If you feel guilty about something, perhaps your eating habits, perhaps your past, your drinking habits, all of these different things that we're ashamed about, even if you don't talk about it, you are carrying that energy. And you unconsciously, because you're not doing this consciously, are projecting that energy out into the collective consciousness. And what the universe does, which is God is very fair. God doesn't see good or bad. God says yes. 
and your energy is feeling guilty about your eating habits. So what you're going to attract around you are people that are going to point out to you how bad your eating habits are, including at the grocery store, at home, with your husband, with your children, with your mom. And you'll know you're doing this because if you really were not carrying that within you, then you wouldn't be triggered. The reason why we become triggered is because we are bypassing and we're not being brutally honest with ourselves about the things we know we want to transform or learn to accept and change. And these are otherwise known as shadows. The reason we do the inner work, otherwise known as shadow work, is not to eliminate the shadows. First and foremost, most people won't, are, they're too proud to admit they have shadows. They think it's something bad. We live in a polarity. There's light and dark here. Shadows and light. What you have to do is have a neutral mind to not judge. So through the inner work and the shadow work, what we do is we bring light, awareness to these aspects of ourselves that we truly detest. And through that and through the awareness, we move into the next step of acceptance and then surrender, right, to a higher power to assist us in accepting them and use them for creation instead of destruction. Because the thing is, is that if you are not aware of your shadows, you're projecting them out anyways, and other people are going to use them against you. Now, as it relates to a child, you know, you're, you're, you may be asking and saying, well, how does this work for a child? How does a child uh, um, uh, magnify to them or law of attraction, right? Attract to them an attacker. Well, again, we are an energy field. A child is the frequency of a child, thoughts, feelings, and, and actions or thoughts, feelings, and emotions are being literally built into their nervous systems from their environments. So if they live in an environment, even as babies, where the mom is always worried that something's going to happen to that child, or the mom is fighting and the dad is always fighting, it's a very unstable environment filled with a lot of fear, then that baby then is now filled with a lot of fear. And that baby, again, is not that the baby is consciously asking to be attacked, it's just that in this perfect universe, we're given the lessons we need to for unconditional love. And we are these magnets where we're not being punished, but we're literally projecting out these energies that are imprinted through us. And the most important thing for us here is to be very compassionate with ourselves because we're not doing this consciously. It's unconscious. 90 to 95% of your day, you're unconscious actually only about 5%. This is why we do the inner work so that we can learn to become aware of our shadows, learn how to accept them so we're not projecting them out so that people can use them against us. Because if you don't feel guilty about your eating habits or your drinking, no one's gonna call you out on it. And even if they did, you wouldn't feel triggered because you already accepted that shadow. So the solution here is not the people are not the problem. The problem is how you feel about yourself. And as a child, the problem becomes your, those that are raising you, around you, right? And the vibration that's being imprinted based on their nervous systems into your life. And again, 
as part of the healing journey, it's also learning how to understand that even that was perfect. God is in everything. And if you don't see God in everything, you're not seeing God at all. Which leads us to the second part of why or how to respond to if we believe we're being attacked. First part, change our energy, right? So that we can align with people that are not attacking us because we don't feel guilty and we're not attacking ourselves. <laughs> That's really what it looks like. Number two, very important here. And this is uh, especially important if you've been through trauma, if you've been through a lot of uh, unstable environments growing up as a child, especially. On your healing journey, it's very important for you to understand boundaries and understand why boundaries are set. Number one, when you've been through trauma, what happens is that we become automatic people pleasers because we have learned to abandon ourselves because of what we've been through. We also learn to abandon ourselves as adults and in life, which means we please and we put everyone else before us. And ultimately, we're doing this because we're martyrs and we believe that by helping others, we actually are helping ourselves or God is going to forgive us or, or look at us as good. And the problem with that is that we are putting ourselves in a cycle of not facing ourselves because ultimately that's why so many people go out and save the world and they want to save their families and their kids and all that. And the real reason they're doing that is because they can't find the courage and energy to face themselves and save themselves. When a woman heals herself, she heals seven generations before you, her and seven generations after her. So if you want to heal your children, your daughters, your great grandmother, your ancestors, heal yourself. Worry about yourself. You know, we are all God and drag walking each other back home. And the more that we do the work on ourselves, the more that we change the world. That's just the way it works. And because when you go through trauma, you're, we become people pleasers. It's very important to have boundaries, to, to know what it is that we value and what it is that we will absolutely not accept in our dynamics with relationships. And that's very important, especially as you're beginning the healing journey. And if you're getting out of a very toxic relationship where you were constantly attacked, right? It's very important for you to then learn to figure out through the intimacy you develop with yourself, what is that you accept in relationship dynamics and what is it that you don't. And then ultimately what starts to happen is again, you align with those people that either don't break them or you forgive the person, the situation that's happening fully. Like you fully, you want, if you want someone to stop attacking you, if you want someone to stop breaking your boundaries, we talked about this a lot in coaching. The answer actually is to forgive them because what's really happening here is that the person, if someone is breaking your boundaries or someone's attacking you, they're acting out of their level of consciousness, which means that they're, it's a child that's crying out for help. And so when you respond with punishment and hate, 
that child is going to repeat the pattern over and over again, because what we're doing is we're shaming, right? If instead we, we know that that person is breaking, breaking the boundaries because of them and not me, has nothing to do with me, then we can in neutrality respond with love, forgive them. And if you forgive them, because the whole world is not forgiving them, that person hates themselves so much that they keep attacking. But if you respond like Christ did and love and of service, you will break the pattern and that person will never attack you again and will never break your boundary. The reason people keep attacking us is because we do not develop boundaries of self-worth and we fully also don't forgive when they have been broken. And that's why they keep repeating. And that's why it's so hard because it is not easy to just forgive the attacker. It's a lot easier to say, look what he or she did to me. And the reason we do that is because then at least God won't look at what you did or who you are. Let's, let's refocus the attention to this person. That's what society does. There's a murderer, something bad happens. Oh, look what he did. Look what he did. Let's throw all these stones. Why? Because I don't want to look at my stones or I don't want God to judge me. And even worse, as martyrs, we actually become addicted to these patterns because then we can play this little story of like, oh, look at me, I'm better than him or her because I forgave them when we truly haven't forgiven, which is why these patterns keep happening over and over again. And that's why, especially when you're on the healing journey, very important for you to develop these boundaries and to know what it is you value, but also understand boundaries on your mind. That's the most, that's the boundaries I'm referring to. And if you need to set boundaries with people outside of you, you don't set them to protect you. That's the irony here. This is where people go way wrong. If you look at relationship counseling or what people tell you out there about boundaries, they're not going to tell you this, but this is how we really set boundaries. How we set boundaries are to protect that person from himself or herself. Not to protect you because you're protected. You know who you are. Attacks are nothing to you because you know that people are acting out of the level of consciousness, not because of you or who you are. So you set these boundaries because that person is a child, a hurt child that needs discipline we all need discipline discipline is the highest form of love if you didn't discipline your mind which most of us haven't that's why we do truly truly suffer and that's the hard part again can you pray on your enemy those that have won all wars without any blood being transmuted onto mother earth they prayed on their enemies and that sounds weak but it's the strongest thing you could do. And it takes more energy to do that than to attack, which then is just going to create more boundary, more uh, karma for you. So the second part of this is I need to develop boundaries, especially right now as I'm healing from these attacks until I can stop learning. So until I can start to learn how to stop abandoning myself. Because again, when you're on the healing journey, you're here because you've abandoned yourself for such a long time from all the things that you've experienced. So the boundaries are a very important part. And the third part, again, 
as you practice the inner work and the shadow work becomes easier and easier, which is you have to understand that the ego, which is your subconscious thought patterns, the uncontrolled, undisciplined mind always speaks first. The voice of God, the Holy Spirit of your neutral mind speaks second. So what you have to learn to do is be mindful and conscious with all of your experiences and aware of your thoughts. And that happens through the training of the mind, through the inner work of meditation so that you can learn to live in what they call, which is the most beautiful thing I've ever heard, live in the gap. And what is the gap? We have a thousand thoughts every time we blink. Your answers, your solutions, your neutrality, your healing, your love, your prosperity lies in the space between the thought you're having now and the next thought you're having. That's where the answers lie. So you have to train yourself to live in the gap. You have to train the mind to live in the gap so that when attacks do become unruly or something happens on the outer world, You listen to the voice of stillness, the voice of love, the voice of truth, and not the voice of the ego that's putting you in that victim mentality. Nothing goes right for me. People are always attacking me. I'm a victim. I have no control over my life. I have no control over what happens to me. I'm afraid. All of that is this first voice that's always speaking to you very loud. And you'll know the difference because the voice of truth, of the Holy Spirit, of God, of Christ, we call it what you will, that voice, even if it's telling you, you need to break up with this person or whatever that looks like, it's not fearful. It doesn't make you feel frantic. It talks to you in a way where you understand what to do. The problem is that most of us don't give this voice a chance. We were so driven by the 95% of the subconscious thought patterns that we don't even hear this second voice. And we all have free will. We all get to decide what voice we're listening to. So again, it takes you showing up for you to discipline the mind. And then the other part of that is the stabilized nervous system. I mean, when someone attacks you, if you have a stable nervous system, first of all, nervous systems, they co-regulate with each other. So you're in a room and even virtually, you're vibing off of my nervous system. And that's why as a a mentor, spiritual teacher, yoga therapist, you know, all all those things, my nervous system has to be intact because my nervous system controls the energy of that room. So if my nervous system is shit and it's trampled, then imagine the impact that that's doing on my clients or the people around me, right? So when you're in a situation where you're feeling attacked, then your nervous system is going to be stable, right? Meaning when we meditate, we uh, open up the glandular system, which secretes these beautiful chemicals, which start to give the oxygen brain. It lets us live in the now more, rewires these subconscious patterns of trauma. It helps us really feel safe in our body. It helps us stop abandoning ourselves by creating spiritual intimacy. I mean, you start to do all of that. Then there are uncomfortable situations where you're feeling attacked, you know, your presence, you don't even have to say anything, your presence would be enough to neutralize that situation. Also, what happens is that the art of communication is not what you say, it's being a good listener. That was one of my biggest lessons. 
And you can't be a good listener and truly help someone or help yourself if you don't have a stable nervous system. Because if you don't, if you have high anxiety, if your uh, brain is fried because you haven't given it oxygen or a bath in all of your life, you've never meditated. If you're addicted to adrenaline and cortisol, which are the stress hormones that are produced because of your work, the, what you're experiencing, unprocessed traumas, when attack happens, the last thing you're going to be able to do is stay, stay present. You're going to, you're going to attack back. It's, it's very easy. I mean, I used to be there, right? But what happens is that as you start to do the inner work and the nervous system starts to become stabilized, you're not reactive, you're responsive. Life is not what happens to you, it's how you respond to it, period. And you also learn to really trust yourself because you're not addicted to listening to that voice of fear that's constantly creating drama in your life, which you're addicted to the cortisol and adrenaline. The body is literally addicted to those stress hormones. And they're not, that's not going to go away unless you do the inner work. There's no pill out there. I mean, right now, one of the biggest problems that women have, and they tell me this all the time, is they go to their doctors and they tell them they have high levels of cortisol. Yeah, because they've been living under stress their entire life. And then they wonder why the nervous system breakdown, why they have um, what feels like a psychosis, a nervous breakdown, why they start to get physical illness. That's why we got to address it all. Body, mind, spirit, right? to be able to get to the root cause and to be able to truly be a sovereign woman in this world, meaning attack comes to you, whether that's in the physical or in, I'm sorry, in your personal life or in your business, then you are so emotionally intelligent, strong nervous system, agility in the brain and in the mind that you are able to handle that. Because if you have also high stress, it just means that you're a badass. The world is demanding a lot of you. It's what you can do with that stress that's going to differentiate you from someone that is truly successful or from one that self-sabotages, that takes everything personal, that doesn't take responsibility for what she's creating in this world, and that continues to become a victim to life. And none of us want to live that way, right? So those are the three very important things to address. If you feel that you're being attacked or you're constantly being attacked or something keeps happening... Well, number one, can we change, can we control and change the only thing we can change? Your thoughts, feelings, and emotions, right? Number two, are you able to, especially if you're just begun your healing journey, to set some time for yourself and set a list of your boundaries? What do you put boundaries on for you and for others? Not for that, for your protection, for their protection, right? Get clear on that because in a moment of, dark night of the soul or chaos or attack you're gonna forget everything your old your inner child wounds your old traumas your old coping mechanisms are gonna come back with the vengeance so you gotta be really clear especially as you start your healing journey after you you've been on the healing journey they become automatic they it's just a response your self-worth and your your value for yourself you know what that looks like and is and you're able to gracefully also respond and not take people out of your life in a vengeance way, but in a way where you have compassion and you liberate them, right? You cut these cords in a very graceful way. And then number three, we have to be more mindful about what voice is speaking to us. Are we allowing, do we have a strong enough nervous system to allow ourselves to heal here 
the voice of God, which comes second. The voice of the ego is first. So are, are we, do we have techniques? Do we have ways of actually doing this so that we don't create more karma by attacking back? We end the cycle there, however traumatic that was. And so if you need assistance with something like this, because it's something, again, everybody who comes to me, they're like, well, the reason I'm feeling like, not everybody, a, a large portion, because there's a lot of self-aware women out there as well, but a large portion of the problems we have in this world, or if they come to me, they're like, well, the reason is, is because of this person. Okay, if you're that person saying that right now, go back to these three things and see which one you need to address or integrate in your life. Now, what can also support you on this journey is my fabulous new e-guide, which you all know that I'm very proud of. It is a baby that I birthed it finally. It did take me time to put together because I wanted it to be very thorough and I wanted it to be something that you literally could apply in your life. And that is my e-guide and weekly mental health plan that you can all download. It is complimentary for all of you, but literally it goes through all of my SWC method of holistically healing body, mind, spirit with Kundalini yoga therapy and spiritual psychotherapy, of course, miracles. And it gives you an exact plan to follow Monday through Sunday on a very simple three minute meditation to start to clear those addictive thought patterns from the subconscious mind. And then it allows you to also include a daily affirmation for spiritual psychotherapy. So you can start to become more aware of these patterns and all of these different things. And all of it is also aligned each day with the cosmos. So you get to learn and do specific exercises and activities that will open up, open you up to more of this energy that's available for you. Because every day is so energetically charged that we can really use it to our advantage. The e-guide also goes over what ancestral karma is. And I share with you my Haas technique even in that. The Haas technique is exactly what we need in what exactly I'm referring to in this last part of how to neutralize attacks, right? Which is what voice are you listening to? The Haas technique allows you to stop in those moments of really high intense energy where you're feeling really, really anxious, worried, or the traumas or triggers are coming back with a vengeance. It allows you to stop what you're doing and to really come back into the body and ask yourself these really important questions that will help you break the pattern instead of continuing to create it. So go check it out. It's actually linked here in my Instagram bio. And if you go to Facebook, it's right at the bottom on the link. And if you're listening to the podcast, veronicambarraganiam.com forward slash roadmap, because it is a very simple roadmap to follow. So go check it out. It will definitely get you started on your journey. And, you know, yeah, three minutes is more than enough. If you're intentional with three minutes of meditation, it is more than enough. It's about being mindful, conscious, and consistent. You know, one of the best things I heard this week, or was it last week, I don't remember, is I don't stay motivated. I stay consistent. None of us need motivation. We need to stay consistent. There are some days I do not want to do the inner work. There are some days where I feel defeated. I feel like, oh my God, I have no energy levels. It doesn't matter because that's my mind, once again, attacking me and preventing me. Usually it happens to me right as I'm getting ready to break through and or level up big time into my life, which happens very quickly with this work. Like seriously, a week feels like thousands of lifetimes because that's just the way Kundalini yoga technology is. And of course, the miracles, it's like, it's not messing around. Like you're on a jet and you're going to break through these patterns. You're going to break through these, 
blockages that are hindering your healing body, mind, and spirit, right? So be graceful with it. But the most important thing is be consistent. That's the most important thing. So start today and you'll be looking back 40 days from now saying, wow, I wish I would have done this a lot sooner. So thank you all so much for being here. Thank you for your energy, for being part of this community. Thank you for sharing those that have shared this podcast through Instagram, Facebook, through everywhere else we're streaming, which is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all these different places. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. It is so important to bring forth and bring together even more women that are on this journey themselves of reclaiming their body, mind, and spirit in sovereignty. So I thank you all very, very much. On Wednesday, like I said, I'll be back around this time and I'll share with you a little bit more about what to expect for April, the astrology of April, this really big opportunity we have for manifestation and how you can prepare to make your wildest dreams a reality. So thank you ladies so much. I send you all so much love. Have a beautiful rest of your moon day and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.